0: Today, we hear directly from one listener who was sick of renting and living at the mercy of the landlord, but she didn't know much about the process of buying her first home and had no clue where to start. Sound familiar? Well, the story goes like this. This 25-year-old listener found the podcast, reached out to me, got local unicorn realtor and lender guides who gave her a plan to follow step-by-step. They helped educate her, fix some credit issues, showed her the real possibilities in her numbers, and finally helped her and her husband purchase a home with only 3.5% down payment and a monthly payment less than their rent. Let's get right to her story. everybody. Well, this is super exciting. I told you a little bit about Lenora, but now we're going to have an actual talk and I'm going to find out more about her. So why don't you introduce yourself to everyone?
1: Um, My name is Lenora. I'm 25. I'm married and me and my husband bought a house last year. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. Now, one of the things that those of you guys out there who are thinking, oh, wow, she's 25 and bought a house. There's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Well, sometimes it takes a little work. Lenora, I went back and found our emails. Do you know that we talked first, November 4th, 2019?
1: Yeah, almost a full year before we bought the house. Actually, yeah, full year before we bought the house.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of planning and kind of figuring out what we were going to do. And So originally, tell us, how did you find us? How did you find me? How did you find the podcast? Just like a little search?
1: Honestly, I was just thinking a lot about buying a house, but I was just like, it's probably impossible. I can't do it. And I was literally just on Spotify. And I think I typed in house or home buying and a few podcasts popped up and yours popped up. And I was like, oh, what's this? And I just clicked on it.
0: That's awesome. So what led you to thinking, you know, at the time, you're 24 years old, maybe even 23 going, I should buy a house. Was there any specific things in your life that made you think about it?
1: Just tired of renting, honestly, and tired of the situation where when you're renting somewhere, you have to, you're kind of like at the mercy of the person who owns it. Like you can't change much yourself. We wanted to get more cats, but we could only have two cats, like based on like the rules at the place. So there's just like a lot of different rules there. And then It wasn't the best situation, honestly, the renting location, but it was the best we could afford with renting. So it was just like, it would be so much better if we could just have the house and be done with this. So yeah, I was just done with renting. Just didn't want to do it anymore.
0: That is amazing. I love the fact that your big motivation, your big thrust was more cats.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we have three now.
0: (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Good. I thought you were going to say, we have 46 now. We love it. Oh, no, not yet. Maybe one day. Oh, that's so amazing. Okay, so obviously we started talking early and we did it in a year. So what were some of the obstacles that you had to overcome to get from someone who was thinking, I want more cats and I don't want to (laughs) rent anymore? to someone who is seriously starting to look at houses?
1: I would say the biggest thing that made it more possible was just like talking with you and talking with Dino, who you connected us with, about just making an actual game plan. Because at the beginning, it just seemed completely impossible. So you really weren't sure. But then you were talking with us about the biggest thing, the biggest obstacle is probably the credit issue. Because between me and my husband, one of us had good credit. One of us did not. And of course, they only look at the bad one. So like, that was the biggest obstacle, just trying to fix that and work it up. And throughout that year, we were able to like slowly build it and fix it and go through all the issues with it. That was the biggest issue. And it remained the biggest issue the whole time through, honestly.
0: That's incredible. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, if you haven't listened to, I think it's episode 15 or episode 18, Dino's a a mortgage broker. Oh yeah. Um, Sorry. Lenora's in Southern California, but not exactly in my part of Southern California. So I did end up referring her to a unicorn, but the lenders, the mortgage broker, he was local. And as I've talked to you guys about before, sometimes people are thinking, you know, the lenders and the realtors aren't going to talk to you until you're 30 or 60 days away from buying. And Lorna, what you're saying is that roadmap was really crucial for you.
1: Before we even had any concept of getting a house, they were talking with us and we could call whenever we need to and ask questions and say, okay, another obstacle just popped up. What are we supposed to do about this? And they're helping us the entire way.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. it was a combination between them checking in with you, but then you guys going, "Oop, we hit a little bump in the road and being able to have just like a customer service guide ready to help
1: yeah. you. Yeah, I was calling them all the time. <laughs> like, <yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they never hung up on you and said, stop calling us, lady.
1: No, they didn't. It was always like, hey, you know, it's good to hear from you. What's going on?
0: That's awesome. You did bring up an interesting point. I just want to touch on before we move on credit is not an average credit is if two people are buying a house, you work on the lowest score period. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, now we were, that was honestly the biggest shock. Cause yeah, we were hoping we were like, Oh, well, this credit's good. So it should be okay because you know, they should look at this credit and also the person who had the better credit was the one who was going to be actually making the mortgage payments. So you thought, Hey, you know, that should be fine. But Nope. They looked at the lower one, no matter what. So yeah, it would have been nice if it was the average, but no, no average.
0: And, that, you know, that's really interesting. So I'm going to take a second to break it down. For those of you guys who are listening to this because you're excited about this, here's the way it works for those of you guys out there. When two people are purchasing, one person it might be making the payment, but maybe you need two people's income. And the two people's income, it doesn't matter how you guys split up your bills and who pays what in the house, but if one person has an income of 50000 and the other person has an income of 40000 you might need a combined income of 90000 to get approved for the price that you want to buy. Yeah. So then you have to take both people. And what's really weird about it is the credit scores, if there's two people applying, the better person, like you don't even exist. They just use the yeah. lower person score. Now, if you're yeah. in it, because then where it gets confusing is as, as an individual, when they're trying to figure out what your credit score is, you have three different scores. And in that case, they take the middle score. So you're like, yeah. wait a minute. OK, you take the middle score when it's me when I'm by myself <laughs> of the three credit bureaus. But when I bring somebody else on, it's the top person doesn't count. We just take the bottom person and they look at just their three scores.
1: Yeah, it was aggravating. <laughs>
0: do you have any tricks, anything that you guys did that you can, because listeners always are asking about credit. Anything that you guys, what did you guys have to do?
1: Probably the number one thing that helped that you recommended was putting them on my credit card. So like having a, sorry, what is it called?
0: It's called authorized user. Yeah, and that, it's yeah. magic.
1: Yeah, so that was probably the biggest helping boost. But then it was um, just getting some, kind of doing credit digging and getting credit help. Dino sent us to a credit agency that would like help us out. It wasn't like too expensive, like a couple of, I think it was a couple of hundred to just start. And then it was like $25 a month and they would just go through and help you figure out like what's wrong and they'd go and like try to get the bad things and get rid of them. So that helped out a little bit too. But yeah, the authorized user was the biggest help.
0: That's incredible. And if you want the history about the authorized user, that's episode three and episode eight, you can read it on the website at davisadoni.com or you can listen to those episodes when you're on the treadmill. But basically what it is, is your history is a big part of your credit pie. Your credit score, if you look at it as a pie chart, there's how much credit do you have? Obviously, there's the negative stuff. But then there's how long have you had credit? Hi, kitty. A kitty just walked in the screen, everybody. That was cute. I'm surprised my dogs and children haven't come in yet. But the credit history is really important. And if one person has a longer history, all you have to do is put them on the card and well, go back and listen to authorized user. All I can tell you is every time I talk to a lender or a credit person, they tell me that authorized user is the biggest magic trick to help people go from wishing about a home for more of those cats and being in a position to buy a home. That is so great to hear that you had just constant, you know, it was initial information for me, But then you dug deeper and you had that guide working you along the way. Yeah. That's so cool. Now, just for, I mean, we don't want to get crazy into your financials and stuff, but how was the difference between renting and paying a mortgage? Did you guys have a big stretch difference or is it relatively close?
1: We are literally paying less than we would have been paying right now if we were still renting because yeah. our rent would have gone up a little bit based off of like, cause our year would have been up. So like right when we were like looking for a house, we got our little paper that was like, Hey, your rent's about to increase, choose one of these options. And all three of those options would have been more than we're paying
0: right now. And wait a minute. Okay. So everybody <laughs> hit rewind and listen to that. And now I'm going to be sarcastic. And that's only because you guys put what? 50% down, 75% down. Cause you had a huge down payment. What was your down payment? Yeah, 3.5%. 3.5%. And we're in California. So how much of a home did you guys purchase? What was your price?
1: Our price was, well, we were, our biggest battle was trying to decide if we wanted a house or a condo and what worked best for us. Yep. So for a house, we were looking around 280, 290. But honestly, we were just looking at the pros and cons of having a condo and just, it works better for us in the condo situation. So for that, it was just 210.
0: Okay, so a two ten house for three and a half percent down. So the math on that, we're looking at under ten grand with the closing costs and everything, mm-hmm. and significantly less actually, because for well no, because yeah, like it's probably eight and a half total, eight thousand five hundred with, with closing and, and everything. And were you guys living in a mansion? Was your rent super huge or was your place where you were <laughs> renting before similar to the condo that you have now?
1: Oh, what we were renting was tiny. It's like maybe a third or less. Of what we have right now is okay. so small.
0: <laughs> so you more than doubled the yeah. place that you live in for only $10,000 down or less, a little less even. And your full payment is less than yeah. what you're renting. Yep. Okay, we could stop the podcast right there. (laughs) Everybody needs to listen to that. And (laughs) the reason for that is because of what I've talked about so many times. It's the low mortgage interest rates. Mm -hmm. It's understanding that you don't have to go out and buy your dream house right away. Yeah. You know, for you guys. Wow. Okay. So what were the things that you thought might have been in your way that you realized were not as big an obstacle once you started on that path with, gosh, that sounds so horribly boasting, listening to me, um, (laughs) (laughs) but doing your research and then having the guide with the mortgage broker who was going to walk you you know a year out. What were the things that the obstacles that you, you feel like you got past that you didn't think you could on your own?
1: Well, the biggest one, of course, the credit issue was the definite biggest situation, but another one was asking for help I'm very much not good at that, but we needed help with the down payment. Like, just like, I remember one of your podcasts was like talking about during Thanksgiving, like when you go over, just ask your parents for help. Like, just do it. Like they want to help you. And they did. And I mean, that was, it was really hard. And it like, it took me a long time to actually even ask. I don't like asking for things at all. And I was like, no, I can do it. I could do it. We're just like, okay, no, we actually need to ask for help. And that was And honestly, just asking that question, like that took a lot, but it wasn't like once I did, she was just like, oh, what do you, how much do you need? It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) And that, yeah, that was a big one.
0: That's one of my favorite episodes. And it's funny when I did it, the secret down payment assistance, I think I called it and it Mm -hmm. was around Thanksgiving. And the joke of the podcast was the secret is go ask your mom. Go at your dad, (laughs) go (laughs) at your uncle. But I hope that that, that's inspiring to other listeners out there. If you're, since I've recorded that podcast, I've talked to, you know, continue talking to you, but I've talked to other people that are these really strong, independent people. And Mm -hmm. the cool thing about it is they do tend to be the people to seek things out. So they do find the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And then eventually when I talk to them, There is a difference when you approach your parents or whoever it is and say, hey, I want to buy a house. Give me money (laughs) as opposed to, hey, I've been researching. I discovered A, B, C and D. And because of that, I think it's financially far more prudent for me to be a homeowner than a renter. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at. The low interest rates, I'm realizing that, you know, this is a difficult conversation for me, mom and dad, you know me. But if I waited three or four years, I'm just throwing money away. Do you guys see it the same way? That's the very business style version. But (laughs) for someone who's strong and independent like you, is that how you approached it?
1: How was it? I mean, I danced around it for a while, and then um, <laughs> for a long time. When I was first telling my parents that we were thinking about it, and how was it? I think one day we were just talking about. I mean, honestly, she brought up the down payment, and then she asked, "Do you have enough?" And I was going to say, "Oh yeah, 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 we're fine." And I think I actually said that the first time, but I was just like, "No." I mean, if you can, we actually do need a little bit of help. And she was just like, "Okay."
0: So yeah, that's, just
1: asking for
0: help. That's fantastic. And you can hear my dog approves of that. <laughs> so I know you're cat people, but we can all live in the same world. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's a very exciting piece of it. Well, what other parts of the process surprised you? Was there anything that you went, oh my, I mean, obviously you didn't know anything about it, but was there anything that you're like, oh gosh, this is something that I don't think anybody really thinks about.
1: I would say one thing was how much price can change in location like of course we all know that like everyone always talks about california so it's expensive you go over here it's a lot cheaper but actually just going to different areas in california and seeing the different prices for the same amount of property was like are you serious like that was a that was a big one because for a while we were looking around your area because we wanted to kind of stay close to where we were but it just it just wasn't it wasn't happening for us so when we started moving to I mean, we're in inland empire now so we started looking around here it was completely different for like a lot more property than we would have been able to get over there so just how much just a few feet a few miles this way changes the price was ridiculous (laughs) but and also just like um like i we had to kind of weigh like what is it better to rent or buy something that is like this much like square feet in property and be able to like drive 10 minutes to work or is it better to be a little bit farther away and the drive to work is a little a little bit longer, but you're getting all this more. You're getting all this more house. You don't have to rent anymore. So it was trying to figure that out too. And I mean, we haven't had to drive this year, of course, work from home. But when we do, it's not, I mean, I'd rather do the drive than what we were doing before.
0: Yeah. It, it's so, I mean, how serendipitous that you guys ended up deciding to add the commute and get the bigger space. And then guess yeah. what? Now you're slapped in that bigger space, whether you like yeah. it or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Working from home, yeah, this whole time. <laughs> well, and, and you listen to podcasts, so you can always educate yourself on the next thing you're going to do in your life when you're driving to work someday.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I used to have a long drive. I used to drive from where I was living to downtown L.A. and then to Hollywood where I was working. So I'm used to a long drive. Just get a podcast, get a long music playlist and just go. It's not that bad.
0: <laughs> that's cool. And it is really interesting. You know, there are people think, OK, well, houses in my area cost X. And Mm -hmm. it can change from neighborhood to neighborhood based on random things. You know, the neighborhood that I grew up in was built in the 1950s. And the neighborhood that I live in now is only about 20 miles away. But the 1950s homes cost the same as the home built in 2000 that I live in now, because that neighborhood that I first moved in, it's a little closer to Los Angeles. And Mm -hmm. it has a killer school district. And it's just got... So you're like, I'm buying a house, it's 50 years older, and it costs the same price for the same square footage. You never know. So, okay, well, this is such an inspiring story. And I could seriously chat with you forever because, you know, we did chat for over a year. So, (laughs) so have you even thought about the future or, you know, what this house is going to do for you? Or are you just like sitting in, especially now in the pandemic, just sitting in the house and enjoying where you're at?
1: Uh, No, yeah, we've been thinking about the future with everything. I mean, yeah, like looking around, seeing what needs to be upgraded. Like we found a few things like, okay, we need to fix this or that. Also, like the main one's probably the stairwell, like the little space between the stairs is too big. So like when we eventually have kids, we're going to need a smaller one like that. So yeah, we're looking at things we want to upgrade, but it's like just the area around here, like, especially I like that we were kind of stuck here when we first moved in because we could really see the area and how things are and it's really safe up here. It's really nice. The neighbors are nice for the most part. The community is really nice. There's actually a school literally across the street. Like I could literally walk to this elementary school, like right there. So yeah, no, we've been thinking about the future and I mean, here you could definitely do a lot of time here. That's and, yeah.
0: fantastic. Yeah. It's one of the things I tell people all the time is the American dream. It's changing a lot, but you know, originally it's that, you know, the house with picket fence and, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, everything's changing as far as the way people are seeing community and Mm -hmm. the way people are involving community. And, you know, one of the things that I always just try to stress to people is they get so concerned about school district. And I'm like, Hey, guess what guys, you're not even pregnant yet. So, you know and you really don't need to stress about school till first second or third grade so mm-hmm. you know you've you've got a good 5 to 7 years and yeah. you know but this is such a inspiring story i'm so so excited and i really appreciate you taking the time and you know i know sunday's probably a big day for you and the cats so i appreciate it and this is going to be such an incredible story to let all of our listeners know yet another podcast listener paying less for a mortgage than they were for their rent. And it's two thirds bigger. Yep. (laughs) That is the takeaway. Well, Lenore, thank you so much. Say hi to your hubby and the cats and uh, we'll stay in touch with you and congratulations to you. And thanks so much for being on the podcast.
1: Of course. And thank you. And I also just want to thank you for the podcast in general. I mean, finding your podcast and listening to you, you helped me get to here. And you connected me to all the people, to my realtor, to Dino, to all of them. So thank you for making this possible.
0: Fantastic. This is, this is why I do what I do and I love (laughs) it. So tell your friends, text them my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much and enjoy your new home. You will. Thank you. Okay, cool. Bam. How's that for a feel good story about a young couple and their cats dumping their landlord and owning a home for less than the rent that they were paying man that is inspirational stuff okay a quick recap of three key points that she mentioned during the interview credit big one now look the thing about it is it's not as scary as you think and with a little knowledge you can beat the system and your best strategy is starting today because time heals all wounds And in this case, perhaps the wounds are your not-so-responsible spending habits in your past. When you're looking to qualify for a home, your credit score can affect many aspects of your monthly payment. The better tier that you're in, well, then the lower that your payment's going to be. The tiers start as low as 580. Yeah, you heard me, folks, 580. And then they go up in 20-point increments. 580 is your usual minimum get a loan. You got to be at least at 580. And of course, if you're there, that lowest tier comes with higher interest rates and PMI payments. Now the tiers go up 20 points all the way up to 760. The higher your tier, the better deal you get. But like everything else in real estate, timing is what really matters here. It takes time to raise your credit score. You know, you might actually take a look and analyze the market today. And if you see upward trends like we're seeing here in February 2021, well, then you might want to move quicker rather than waiting for your score to go up to the top tier. So if you're lucky enough to have the down payment right now, but maybe you don't have a great score, 580, 600, 650, sure, if you buy next month, your payment is going to be higher higher than if you waited till the end of the year and use that time to boost your credit score, trying to get like up to that top tier of 760. But you have to look at where the prices are right now and where they're going, as well as where the interest rates are and where they might be going. All right, then you gotta do some math. You gotta weigh how much more would you pay with a higher purchase price or interest rate if you bought as soon as you could with maybe a little bit of a lower credit score versus taking the time to wait while you try to juice your score up as high as you can. Something to ponder. And then Lenore touched on a question I get a lot regarding two people and two different credit scores. Unfortunately, she found out it's not an average of the two scores. Oh man, that's why they say, sure he's cute or sure she's hot, but what's their FICO score? Yeah, I got a future to think about, man. I got to look at their FICO. So, yep, that's the deal. They take the person with the lowest credit score and bam, that's your tier. All right, you say, well, here's the deal. I make more than him or her, so we'll just use my income and my credit. Well... You might need both incomes to get your highest approval number, you know, to get the highest purchase price. So let's say the high credit score person brings in $50,000 a year and the low credit score person brings in $20,000 a year. Maybe you need that full $70,000 income a year to qualify for the home price that you want. But to combine those incomes to get that $70,000, even though yours is more than the other one, Your loan is going to be based on the lowest person's credit score, regardless of how much their income contributes to that final loan approval. Okay, be honest. How many of you are rethinking your relationship right now? It's okay. You can tell me. Be honest. Don't say anything out loud. You got your headphones in. He can't hear me. Or she can't hear me. Or they can't hear me. I don't know what kind of relationship you're in. Whatever. Look, don't dump the other person just yet. You can do what Lenora did, all right, and work the lower score up while you're saving and planning. And there are two crucial things to remember about this process. Each of you have at least 28 credit scores with the three different credit bureaus. That's Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion. And I know you think you know your credit score, and God bless Credit Karma, Wells Fargo, and the credit cards that are putting it on your statement, and all the other apps out there that are giving you a score, but that score is not official. It's only one of those multiple, multiple scores that you have, and it might not even be close to the only score that really matters, the score that home mortgage banks are using when they're trying to figure out what you're going to get for your loan. You need to start this entire process with running your full credit with a mortgage broker so you'll know all those scores for reals. Yes, you heard me. Run your credit. Stop. Please, you guys know I'm here for you. Don't argue with me on this one. Just do it. Run your credit when you even start to think about this. Now, here's why, I'm not telling you this because I think I'm Mr. Captain Know-It-All. All All right, listen, I've done this before, I've talked to a lot of people, and most importantly, I've talked to credit people and lenders and smarter people than me, and this is the way it works. Running your credit, doing what we call a hard pull on your credit, it is a credit inquiry, which those of you guys who have looked this stuff up, you realize that is a down mark, a detrimental hit on your credit, but it's only about a three-point hit when you run it on a hard pull. I say it again, so if you're three, six, 12, or 24 months out, go get yourself a unicorn realtor and they're gonna get you to a unicorn mortgage broker and then run your credit with a full loan application. Act like you're gonna be buying a house this weekend. It's the only way for you to know where you really stand right now. I was talking to my trusted lender about this topic and he put it best. This is what he said, we run it at the beginning Get your score, get your approval, and then during the planning and home shopping phases, we can get your score up to what we need. So if you're a 755 credit, we can find that out three, six, nine months ahead of time. And we can make your credit better while you're out shopping for homes or even better. We can do it when you're planning and doing the saving. You might only be a few points from sainthood and saving you money. That great credit score that you're going to end up with, that is going to save you money over a 30-year loan. So a good mortgage broker is going to have exactly the formula and all the little tricks and pay off this and pay off that so that you boost your score while you plan and while you shop. Again, using that magic thing, time. But if you wait because you don't want that inquiry to lower your score and well, then you might end up scrambling at the last minute trying to fix it. And remember, bumping up your score takes time. And here's a big thing. That scramble, that three-point hit that you take for an inquiry, well, if you did it six months ago, nine months ago, or 12 months ago, it can be erased with guidance from a pro giving you all those little formulas. But if you just decide to plan and save on your own, and then you wait until you put an offer in on a house, well, now you got that three-point credit inquiry hit and you've only got 30 days to try to get it up and boost your score and get your best score and what happens if that one little hit takes you from i don't know 761 to oh 758 or what if you're at 602 and now that takes you at 599 well then you drop a tier and that means your payment is going to be higher and your pmi is going to be higher Time is your friend in all things real estate. And waiting, all it does is cause you massive headaches. And trust me, there's going to be enough going on when you're trying to buy a house. You don't need to think about that as well. And then Lenora mentioned the fact that they use the biggest hack. I say the biggest hack that you can use with your credit. An authorized user. Ta-da! it is the golden hack. You see, your credit history is a big part of your credit score pie chart. Go online, Google credit score pie chart. You'll see all of them say it's 15% of your total score. Take it from me, someone who sees this stuff in action every single day. My 14-year-old authorized son, I just called my son authorized. How about that? My 14-year-old son, you see where I'm going with this? He's an authorized user on my credit card. He doesn't even know it. He's been one since he was 13. I know the hack and I'm going to use it. So why don't you go out there and use it too? Now, you can do what they did and you can build a credit history of the lower score person in your relationship, also known as the bum or the lazy person. I'm kidding. We all make mistakes. It's fine. Well, what you can do is... You can build the credit history of the person with the lower score by making that person an authorized user on the card with the person who is responsible in the relationship. Again, I'm kidding. By putting them on the card of the person who has the better score. You can listen to episodes three or eight to hear more information on this, probably without as many snarky comments. And Lenore also mentioned paying a couple of hundred dollars to a credit specialist. Now I know everyone's like, dude, I'm trying to save money and pay off my debt and you're telling me to go out and spend money. Well, if you think about it, if it's a couple hundred bucks to set it up and then $25 a month for two or three months, let's say you're six months out. So that's going to cost you 275, 300 bucks, six months before you get ready to purchase. That's a cheap and solid investment because if you're six to 12 months out, You could save thousands of dollars over the life of your loan if you bump your credit score up 20 or 40 or 60 points while you're using the credit specialist. And then when you're ready to apply for the loan, you'll bring in your shiny new and improved credit score and you'll save money. Now, one of the other points that she brought up, it's kind of a pandemic COVID point. And that's the understanding that commutes have changed with remote working. So you might not have to sit in bumper to bumper traffic five days a week anymore. Maybe you only have to go in the office three days a week. Maybe you don't have to go in at all. So if that's the case, then maybe if you're out there and you're kind of getting priced out of certain areas, take a look at different neighborhoods. One of the things Lenora said was she could not believe how much the prices has changed from neighborhood to neighborhood. Hey, the world's a changing place. Prices are going up in 2021, but maybe with this technology, you've got an opportunity to be working in different places. So be prepared to expand your search and stretch your dollar. And of course, the third point, the third key, my favorite thing that she said, yes, it is my absolute favorite. Their mortgage payment is less than their rent payment and their place is two thirds bigger than the place that they were paying more for and it was rent and they were throwing the money out the window and now their money goes into a house and it pays for their future for only about $10,000 in a down payment and closing costs. They bought a $210,000 place and it was 66% bigger than the place they were living and their monthly mortgage payment is less for that bigger and better place and that money's going to be going into their equity, their financial future absolutely the biggest no-brainer ever. All right, so we learned a lot today. We figured out that friends don't let friends start online and fill out a form with an online lender. Don't do that. Start with a unicorn realtor, then get a trusted mortgage broker. Then you have your team dedicated just to you. You're a person to them, not just a number. Your satisfaction matters to them. Think about this. Your satisfaction matters to somebody who builds their business through the referrals of their clients. Yeah, they want your expectations not just to be met, but exceeded because their business only grows if you go out and tell everybody about how fantastic this real estate team was. Don't tell everyone they're a unicorn because how to freak out other people. But the cool thing is now you know the insider secret. So work the system. Don't let the system work you. Don't go online and get captured by some online company trying to turn you into a lead. Don't be a statistic. You have the opportunity to be valued and cherished client to a team that's gonna guide you, give you the plan and take you to happy ever after. Remember, Lenora called me in November 2019 and they closed on their home almost a year later and they did it with the guidance of a professional team helping them every step along the way. So my big takeaway from her story is you don't have to do this on your own. By far, the biggest mistake that I see hundreds of times from the first-time buyers that I've worked with and hundreds of hundreds of times with the first-time buyers that I'm helping through the podcast right now is people telling me, man, I was trying to save and budget on my own and pay off debt without a guide. I know it seems easy. It seems logical and simple and basic. Well, oh, I just save money and pay off debt. And then when I'm ready, I'll call you. I don't want to waste the realtor's time. No, 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 that's fine. You're going to get there twice as fast if you give us a call. Don't do it. Don't do it by yourself. You're going to be doubling or tripling your time renting. And I don't want you guys to rent anymore. I don't want you to make mistakes I did. I don't want you to make mistakes that many of my other buyers have done. If you get out there and you find the right people, the right team, you're going to get expertise, tools, and tactics, and that's going to help you save budget, fix credit, financially plan, and pay down your debt. Cut your time in half by getting the guides. You can do it on your own. Sure, not a problem. You're just going to be driving without a GPS. Uh, What happens when you drive without a GPS? Well, you're going to get somewhere eventually just by following street signs and hoping that you're going the right way. But why would you take such a gigantic trip without using everything at your disposal? You know, like a GPS. If you wait to call your team until you think that you're ready, you know, do it on your own. Okay, I think I'm ready. Now I'm going to go ahead and give it a call to somebody and see what's up. That's like driving. I used this example before, but that's like driving from LA to Nashville with no GPS. Just following the signs that say East. But in this case, if you wait until the last minute, then imagine you did that, just drove from L.A. to Nashville, following east, and then like right when you got to the Tennessee border, you went, oh, I'm going to turn on my GPS right now. Great. Good job. You saved yourself some time, but not a ton in comparison. Planning, baby. That's the secret sauce. As I record this, it's February 2021, and every day that you wait to buy, it's going to be costing you money this year. Prices are going up and so are interest rates. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. Get yourself a GPS real estate team to get you to your destination faster and to save you money. Hit me up for a unicorn. DM me at David Sidoni on the Instagrams Or you can go to my website, davidsidoni.com and contact me directly from there. Unicorn Nation is growing and I'm helping contact people from California to Seattle to Florida to New York and everywhere in between. And you too, Canada. So find a unicorn and get some magic. Join the How to Buy a Home Facebook page. Check out the YouTube link on my website if you want to watch some videos and hear some more tips. And please follow, subscribe. And please, if you're getting anything out of this, write me a little podcast review real quick. It's the best way for us to get out there and help others find this crucial information. And hopefully they'll get this and they'll realize they need a guide just like you do. I'm looking at you. But most importantly, get yourself a plan. Don't just listen to me in your ear holes. Take action. This isn't a fantasy. This is something you can do. And, you know, Lenora and her hubby, they're wonderful. And I'm sure they're very special people. But what they did is not special. Two million people a year do what they did. They just discovered that they could do it sooner than they thought. And isn't that why you're listening to this? What Lenora and her husband did, it's not unattainable. It's totally tainable. They did it. And now that you know the secret, guess what? You can do this.